0: Welcome into episode eight of season three of the 126. Today we have a very special guest who is no stranger to microphones and giving speeches to people. It's Stephen Mackey, so, y'all stay tuned. Madison McKelvin with me as always, Coach Weaver, Coach O, how are y'all doing?
1: I'm doing wonderful today. Man, it's a good day. We had coaches lead this morning. Uh, we've already been to speak to some kids at a middle school, get to see Stephen Mackey do his thing, and now here he is at the 126 table. Good day.
0: He is. Welcome.
1: we yeah. got two Glad words in the house.
0: <laughs> Glad to be here. Yes, for those of you who don't know Stephen Mackey, uh, he is the founder and CEO of Two Words, and it's a character culture development Um, system for for young athletes out there and Stephen's been working with 40ST for how long now
2: man five years there you go from the beginning since he started since we started Yep, that's it
0: well we love to uh, to talk to obviously sports people also love to talk to business owners entrepreneurs people out there you getting stuff done Um, but first we're going to jump over to coach weaver
1: All right. Well, <clears throat> surely you have heard the axiom "sports build character," right? Uh, John Wooden. If you don't know who John Wooden is, you need to look him up. Um, famously said, "Sports reveal." That was me bumping oh, the bottom okay, of the table. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> uh, cutting into my own time here. John Wooden famously said, "Sports reveal character." So I would ask you, Addison, which is it? Do they build the sports build character? Does it reveal character? Yes. Okay. Good answer. Because I agree with you. I think, uh, like Forrest Gump said about destiny. Oh gosh. You're waiting for it, aren't yep. you? I'm not going to do it. Do it. But I think you maybe, have to do it. No. I you think have maybe, to do it now. You do you it? I think maybe it's both. Maybe both is happening at the same time. That's what he said about destiny. I think it's the same about sports and character. So in homage to our esteemed guest today, I'm going I'm to start the weave with two words. Character building. There you go. That's what so much of what we're doing here is about. Building character, developing character. So, but before we get into that, before we get into revealing or or the methodology, the intentionality of of putting of trying to build character in young people, I think we have got to define what character is because I think that goes unsaid a lot of times. Um, we probably all have our own idea about what it is. What is personal character? This is a round ish table of experts ish on this topic. That's it. Uh, says that on. Some, a- <laughs> Does it business card expertish? <laughs> well, if it, yeah, it's a you know, we we know some things. Yes, yeah. maybe not everything. Nobody. By the way, I'll throw this as a side note. When anybody ever tells you they're an expert, pr- that person's is, is probably either way <laughs> off path or uh, like it's stagnant yeah. or what. Yeah, you're never really an expert. Anyway, let's start with Merriam-Webster. That the, the dictionary says that character is the way someone' th- thinks, feels, or behaves. Okay. How about dictionary.com. Character is the aggregate of features or traits that form the individual nature of a person. Ooh, that's a good one. See, I, I don't don't like that. The, one. I don't like it as well as the first one. I think I think thinks, feels, and behaves is better. Again, everybody's got their I think own It different. encompasses those yeah. plus some stuff. It, it speaks yeah. to that though. Yeah. It's a little different for every person. Addison, you'll appreciate this. The art of manliness. Oh, that, yeah. That's that's a, a a a group that you've studied before. Yeah. Uh, put out an article in uh, September of 2021. What is character? It's three true qualities and how to develop it. Okay? Mm. Great article. I I would direct people to it. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but really neat article about what character really is. What it was, the concept started in the 17th century. It peaked in the 19th century. It sounds kind of sad that it peaked in the 19th century as, you know, it's original conceptual definition. Um, And then they maintained that, in the twentieth century, there was kind of a slow burn of and a culture shift toward a culture of personality instead of a culture of character. Oh yeah, I okay? could see that that's interesting. I think I would argue that maybe social media is a progression of that the uh, twenty first century slow burn in some ways and again to what end we'll we'll see lots mm-hmm. of good right and bad, just like anybody's personal character, plenty of good opportunities, bad opportunities. Call me a throwback if you want to, but um Here's some key words they give in that article. These are key words for character. Citizenship, duty, democracy, work, building, golden deeds. Again, some of this is 19th century, right? Outdoor life, conquest, honor, reputation, morals, manners, integrity. Gets better as you go. Then here are key words for personality. Fascinating, stunning, attractive, magnetic, glowing, masterful, creative, dominant, forceful. Nothing wrong with personality, but it's decidedly different from character, isn't it? So here's my definition, and, and we're going to talk about this as we go. We're, we're certainly going to talk about the expert here at our table on, on character development.
2: in school. Y- you called the expert. I didn't call myself. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, no, I, hey, you know, in, in my eyes, Stephen, you are. Uh, I know you have a growth mindset, but to to me, you have a high level of expertise. To me, character is reaction to circumstances. That's what it is. Everybody's going to have circumstances. They're going to change. They're going to, you know, whatever. Character is how you react to them. So how does an individual choose to control that which he or she can control? That's the nature, and it's also the evidence of character. What do you do with the circumstances that you are dealt, whether you control them or not, what do you do with them to me that's that's the evidence of it
0: well you went over your time but it was it was a good well thanks
1: few minutes it wasn't much well, no you
3: went much. over quite a bit <laughs> okay well
0: correction. you know you went over i
2: mean it's an important topic isn't it mr it is. mackey it is and, and 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 i'm here for it all right
0: Great. so we're going to get into that it was good that.
2: though
1: coach well listen um this is why we are here i mean yeah we, let's yeah. talk about winning some games and let's review what our teams did mm-hmm. this week but We know why we're really here.
0: Yes. We are here for the Ozone. Welcome to
3: the Ozone. Well, today in honor of National Coffee Day, Mm.
1: uh,
3: I think the subject spotlight is going to be a cup of Joe. Now, Addison, you're already grimacing. Uh, Now, you know, I'm a coffee lover. Coach Weaver's a coffee lover. I I believe that Steven is a coffee lover as well. Um, So... What's your problem?
0: <laughs> which, which is funny because I we talked about four. I worked for a coffee company. That's where I worked um, shortly before I came to Fortney ISD. So I was constantly around coffee. I was testing coffee from all over the world. I went to Honduras to film coffee farmers. Um, I greatly respect the world of coffee. I just don't like drinking it. Yeah, it's just not that I have a sweet tooth. It's it's I know I can add stuff to it, but whatever. I don't want to work that much um, and. I just I just don't get coffee. I'm not a big caffeine person either. Well, but I like I like tea. Like I like hot tea sometimes depending on what it is. And I like other hot drinks, but I don't love coffee.
1: So you're saying you're too fancy for coffee. You
0: prefer to sip your tea. Yeah. yeah.
3: So would you say that I'm not a true coffee drinker because I only drink the
0: Well, I would say the coffee snobs of the world, the people I work with are like, yeah, that coffee, that's not real coffee. Like they
3: That's what my mom says too. Yeah. But it works for me.
0: Yeah. So. I mean that's fine. I don't. I mean I don't think cafe, any of us would argue caffeine is great for you. So yeah, no, I can't know. really shame you for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's useful. My wife's don't grandma lived beer. to
1: be like ninety nine plus however many, and she drank coffee every meal. Probably black.
2: Yes. Yeah. That's, that is the way that God made it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I
3: don't. I don't. Good I can't point. handle that. Even decaffeinated. I've got to at least put some cream. I,
2: I
0: really res- like coffee. Is the second. I don't know if y'all know this. Coffee, second most traded product in the world behind oil. Um, like 90% of the world drinks coffee. Um, but it's only grown in like a small area and the vast majority of coffee is grown on farms that are less than five acres, which means it's grown by like family farms. Even the big coffee companies are buying from like family farmers. So it's, it's kind of a really cool niche industry that has a lot of interesting parts to it. And there's a lot more that goes into making your morning cup of coffee than you might think.
3: Well, do you know where the cup of Joe term came from?
1: No clue. You're Coach, going to tell us something. No, Coach Weaver, oh, you should shoot.
3: know. You're the historian. Well,
1: you know, give me some. Give me heads heads up. Up. Yeah, I might have known 20 could, years ago and forgot. Google, but well, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, Google it, the greatest historian of all time. Well,
3: to paraphrase it, Joe back in the day was a very common name. Yeah. And so coffee is a common drink. So a cup of
1: Joe. Oh, like Addison said, 90% of the world. Yeah. Right. And Addison, there's hope for you. Huh, you know, when I was five <laughs> yeah. years old, my mom let me taste her coffee. I yeah, thought I was going to die. <laughs> and here, a, a few years later, we are. And I think I've had five cups this morning.
0: I just don't think I'm going to get there. Yeah. Oh no. Whatever.
3: Well, Stephen Mackey's got his cup right here. It's so at so the so
0: table. How, how do you drink your coffee? Black.
2: Black. Okay. Straight just like it's supposed to be. Do, are you Stronger like, the better.
0: Are you super into coffee? Like, do you care where it comes from and all that stuff? Black. Just black coffee. <laughs> okay. Because that's a, When you have to, like, do yeah. no, all the testing of... to get the flavor notes, you have to drink it black. So I had to drink a lot of black coffee, and they do taste different. Like, my favorite one was from Kenya, and there's like they sure. taste completely different. Well,
2: so I, what I hear him saying is that the reason he doesn't drink coffee is because he was traumatized. Yeah. By, <laughs> his, by his work. So it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> no, I, I like black coffee. I'm... I'm a creature of habit. And so I, I tend to, you know, I like the Starbucks coffee, not because it's some great, um, yeah. you know, world changing coffee, but just because I can get the same cup yeah. anywhere in the world. Yeah. I like that consistency. I got you. And so I like that and the efficiency. Uh, but I, I do, I do really, I drink this um, coffee out of Austin summer moon. It's an oak, a oak roasted bean. Uh, I really like, I really like that. Yeah. He's but, fancy. Uh, but, but, like I, but I, but I, I don't I, – I can't I, – I know when a cup of coffee is better than another. Right. But if somebody's like, oh, well, there's this nice notes of cherry or yeah. of coke, you know, cocoa oh, or whatever. The, if you yeah, look up no. the
0: flavor wheel, it's crazy all the things that coffee can have. If you want some – the coffee company I work for is in forney It's called Kingdom Growers Coffee. You can go – or KG Coffee um, is they I, – I don't know if they're still doing it. Like I said, I don't get coffee very often. But you could go and watch them roast coffee while you drink coffee and learn all about it. It's kind of a cool place yeah. um, out there on
1: Helms Trail. So wow, check it should, out, 40 Maybe they plus. want to sponsor the podcast, it do. sounds like. I mean, you know, we're yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of airtime today. I'm sure you can go <laughs> yeah. get some coffee some if coffee. you want. Good topic, Coach O. Yes, yeah. very good. We nice. did have, by the way, Coach's Lead is really Coach's Lead with coffee. That's right. It? Down at Alfredo's, our coaches come in. They meet you at the door with a cup of coffee, and then you get to come in and listen to people like Stephen Mackey uh, pour into you, so to speak. Good stuff.
0: Well, I'm going to jump in. Of course, I get my cool background music. I'm going to jump into a little... Uh, game recap. We don't have a game this week. We have or football games. We got Correct. a little, little district bye, bye week. week. Uh, but we had homecoming for Forney High against Corsicana. It was a great game. They won 24-6, um, to 6, I believe. Yes, it was uh, another good showing by the Forney defense, but their offense came to play too. Um, kind of a different look from Forney. Um, and, of course, our favorite Forney correspondent, E. Abramson, caught up with um, Coach Fleener and was able to talk to him about the game specifically about the offense
4: well I think we had a good plan this week for what they were doing Um, I also just think that that offensively um, you know really at the beginning of the year that your offense is always what's going to come gradually and uh, it hadn't come as fast as we wanted it to but we've been continuing to work harder the things we're better at and I think we uh, we finally saw our guys uh, have some confidence with what we were doing and, and just performed a whole lot better and And that's all you can ask for is week in and week out to to just be better than you were the week before. And, you know, I think the offense will be able to really build on that. You know, we're still leaving way too many points out there with, you know, we got stopped on a fourth down inside the 20 and then we missed two field goals down there and we're getting the ball down there. We just got to find a better way of scoring points. And, you know, it was a fun win, but it could have been an even bigger win. And, uh, you know, people say, well, you know, you just need to be happy you win. You're exactly right. We are. But um, if we would have been able to put the game away a little bit sooner by taking advantage of those opportunities, it would have really allowed us to get some of our backups more playing time, which is always good to to start helping there. So uh, it's it's good to be where we're at right now. We're two and zero in district going into the open week, and um, you know that's really all you can ask for.
0: Well, Coach Fleener always sounds so calm on those. And he's so much different on the sideline. After the game, he ran and did a Lam- Lambo leap into the student section yes. and was jumping up and down and yelling with the students at homecoming. So that was cool. Um, he also got to catch up with Jake White, quarterback for Forney. Um, really about – there was a couple times when, when Jake would make a really good play and Fleener was the first person to run up to him and really say – I heard him a couple of times say, like, you know, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's what we're doing here, here, and here, kind of talking about specific things. But she was able to ask um, Jake about those those interactions
2: so there were a couple times where we would pull you off to the side what exactly was that conversation so like
0: i'll mess something up and he'll just he'll talk me through what's going on and because him and our offensive coordinator coach mack will be talking and conversating over what we did wrong we need to fix it it's just he's helped me out so much because i i see things that he doesn't see and He see, he sees things that i don't and it's just like a full-on 100 percent communication between both of us and we're figuring everything out and it's, it's a whole lot of fun doing that too good to hear that our quarterback and head coach or communicating well and having fun doing it
1: yeah communication is key to a lot of things definitely um you know from a podcast to a Mm sideline if if people are on the same page good things happen
0: and during those i can't help but picture coach fleener standing up there um at like a legit podium for a press conference when i hear him (laughs) doing these so whenever we're playing those that's what i picture in my head even though it's just e and him in the office,
1: yeah, and it's a little different <laughs> too. You know, uh, we've heard E catch him on the sideline, like yeah. right after the game. Yeah. Before a little bit different atmosphere. Right. It's cool to me that she is on campus as a student, and then right. can go by there and catch him in the office. And
0: Which we are currently working on getting a North Forney correspondent. As well, there. we're almost there. We're almost okay, there. Almost there. Okay, so yep. North Forney, hang tight. We'll be getting. It's will be getting some stuff. That's uh, right on the north side of town. H squared
3: will be on the mic soon.
0: Ooh, Ooh that's a little. Wow, a little preview there. So, I guess so. So, without further ado, we're going to jump into our, you know the, the meat on the hamburger of today's episode. Is that and a that Whataburger?
2: Is, yes, of course it's
0: yes, a Whataburger. Three hundred percent.
1: Oh, we got a Whataburger there, man at the table. Triple, triple meat. Triple you know, cheese. Whataburger you sponsors go. our podcast. Well, let's, well, we, let's, we, let's like, go. Let's go frequent them. Our, um, g- listen, Stephen, you're going to appreciate this. All of our guests get a free Whataburger when they
2: leave here. Hot dang. There can I go. become a recurring guest? <laughs> yeah. is that, you know, is that an for option? It's sure. you know, like a segment. We, yeah. yeah, we can make you a segment. I got a button. <laughs> you over got a free here. button. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so we're going to jump in. And, and first thing is, we're just going to ask you, how did you get started in this, this whole character culture development thing?
2: Sure. You know, so for seven years, I was a volunteer in the local community that I lived in, four years in the Hill Country, uh, three years just across, uh, just across the county. And I did that as a way to give back to the community, to invest into the, the local high school football team uh, in, in my town and serve as a character coach kind of before that was a thing um, and really just tried to help kids connect the dots between sports and life. And then in January of 2017, a friend of mine said, man, I think you can make a living doing this. And I said, James, there's no way I give seven minute talks before football games. You don't make a living doing that. And he said, Mac, don't start with no, start with yes. If you knew it would work, what would you do? I said, well, if I knew it would work, well, I'd make it video-based, and we'd have a, a, you know, a lesson for every week of the year, and I could be the player development coach for every school in the state of Texas. And I'd have lessons for coaches and captains and athletes and the family, and we'd make it online. I kind of laid all this out, and he said, well, it sounds like you got a plan, man, so now all you got to do is go and do it. And so I said, okay. And I went to my wife and shared with her and said, hey, I've got this idea. And she said, babe, I think it's great. I, I think you can do it. And I said, perfect, because I've already quit my job. So we were all in <laughs> on this. And, like, we're, we're doing this thing. And and it was just a a, a a sense of, man, there could be something here. But really, I, I thought, man, I'm going to hit 30 schools, and, and I'll preach on Sundays, you know, is, is really what I thought this would be. And along the way, um, you know, in April of 2017, Coach Jackson had just been hired at North Forty, maybe just a few weeks before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had heard about his book, and so I reached out and said, hey, I'm gonna start a podcast, can I interview you? He was actually our first interview, uh, episode two. Um, you know, we had our kind of intro I- I mm. episode, and then, it, and then it was him. And I came in, and I did. I had all the stuff. Unlike you, you know what you're doing. I didn't. I looked <laughs> like it, and I, I convinced Coach Jackson that I knew what I was doing. But I had uh, no idea. Fake it till you make it. it. That, that's it. And, and it literally was one of those moments where none of the stuff worked, so I just pulled out my phone, and we did it on yep. the phone. But I uh, interviewed him, and afterwards he said, well, I'd love to have you come talk to our guys. And I said, how about Monday? And he said, great. So came out, spoke on Monday, handed the phone to an assistant coach. He recorded it. I left North Forney, went to the Starbucks right here across from the Walmart and Googled how to splice a video on iMovie and spliced it into 60 second clips, put some text up and then started sharing that on Twitter. And then a coach would like it. And then I'd reach out to him and say, thanks. And they say what would it take to come get you to talk to our kids? And I said, coach, I'll be there for, for a t-shirt. And, and it was basically on the backs of, of giving speeches for t-shirts that I began to meet coach after coach. They'd ask me and say, Hey, does your program have this? And I would say, yes. And I would write down, add this to the program. Right. Yeah. And it was just that 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 sense of, of meeting with coaches and serving. Um, and, and then by that August, we hit 30 schools. And then uh, very quickly, it turned to 60, turned to 100. And today in our fifth fall, we serve over 1,000 campuses across the state of Texas. And we're just named the official character development curriculum of the Texas High School Coaches Association. That is awesome. And so that's that's kind of how we got here. But, you know, it's I'm a product of Texas and of Texas coaches. And... Kids will ask me, hey, what inspired you? I said, well, look, my coaches invested in me and they believed in me, coach beyond the game. Uh, and then they would bring in people to speak and they would expose us to different leaders and speakers. And uh, they would expose us to people that would help us see bigger than what was just right in front of us. And, and I want to be able to do the same thing for mm-hmm. coaches today and for kids today. And so that's, that's how we got here. And now we're, we're faithful to, to try and make it happen.
0: Wow. Well, so what I heard yeah. was uh, this wouldn't have started without coffee and Forney, which is two uh, things we're talking about to, that. so that's <laughs> awesome. And Randy Jackson. Yeah. Shout out to Randy out Shout there at Randy. State Shout Park. Shout out you know, to Randy and, bringing
2: Steven over to and, talk to the kids. You know, and, and every step of the way, there's there's been so many coaches from, uh, you know, Jeremy Burleson and Kaufman to Danny Rogers and Blanco and uh, 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 Randy Barnes, who was at Emory Rains and now he's at Farmersville. There's just so many coaches all along the way. Blake Sanford out in early. Uh, you, you, you just every step of the way, uh, there were coaches who believed in me and who believed in what we were doing, but most importantly, they they trusted it. mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's a big thing to open up your program to someone uh, because uh, as a speaker in just a few minutes you can mess up a lot of stuff yeah you, yep. you know and so to be trusted um, and to then ultimately have the trust and the support of the coaches association it's just a, the, the biggest honor and and you can rightly say that without without coffee and without coaches mm-hmm. and without uh, a good good Ford pickup truck. Uh, two words would not, uh, would not be. And so we're very thankful uh, for the coaches all along the way. Steven, you've, uh, as you
1: said, you've been with Forney ISD for, um, since you started this venture and, you know, you've been a big part of, of a lot of our kids' lives, but there may be some out there in our district that don't really know or who are
2: listening that don't really know why two words, what is the significance of two words? So every lesson, right, we talk about character development, the way that we think about it is less about having a checklist, we're going to check off. We talked about respect. Check. We talked about honesty. Check. And instead, rather than hit that checklist, what we want to do is we want to help develop an ethos. And so we want to help students be, be able to see not just a definition of a term, but to see how that might apply in different ways, depending on the circumstance they're in, depending on where they're at. Just like you might look at this coffee mug. And if I look at it right here, I'm gonna say, hey, this is a white and stainless steel mug. It's got the little Yeti logo and a drip of coffee. But if I turn it, Well, then I say, well, no, this actually has the 2W logo on it. And If I look at it from the top, well, no, it's a clear lid. If I look at it from the bottom, you know, as you turn it, you see it in different lines. We want to be able to do the same thing with with understanding and developing character. And so what we do when we talk about each week in the lesson is we define a character trait by two words. Uh, We define and describe it that way. So if we're talking about sacrifice, it might be sacrifice required. If we're talking about the importance of integrity, we we just filmed a lesson yesterday, it was called no lies. And the two words are meant to say, let's tell no lies. Um, No lie, no half-truths, no rationalizing, no compartmentalizing, um, no lies about yourself, no lies about others, right? And so we're looking at these things from different ways, but the two words are meant to be a mnemonic or a theme Mm -hmm. that uh, students can carry with them a suitcase they can put the lesson in and open up and pull out what they need when they do. Uh, But also that it can be a theme for the week, The coaches can break it out on the huddle, that it can be their competition theme for the week, but that it'll also pass the hallway test. So as kids are going from the locker room into chemistry, a coach can look and say, hey, sacrifice required. Hey, character matters. And it helps them connect that and bring it into the classroom and not just on the athletic field.
1: All right, so you're talking about facets of things. A neat facet to me as an athletic director of two words is it's also available to parents. That's right. The, the, the mm-hmm. curriculum is available. We make it available to our character coaches. You mentioned that. We, we talked about character coaches on this podcast last week. Um, it can be influential. And in a lot of it's not just, hey, we're giving this message to the kids as important as that is.
2: That's right. It takes a village. Absolutely. And so, you know, when you think about it, there's several different aspects, right? There's, there's the coach staff development. There's a weekly staff development for coaches to help them go beyond the game. So we're investing in the ones who are investing in the kids. Uh, There's obviously the direct component for the kids. Uh, There's that leadership component. Each week, kids will tell me, hey, people tell me I'm a leader, but nobody's taught me how to lead. It's Mm -hmm. really overwhelming. So each week, there's a specific, here's how, in light of this trait, you go and lead. There's a sense of, here's how it helps you reach your own goals, right? Uh, We say things are not powerful to their practical, not practical to their personal. We want to help them make it personal each week. Then the family section where mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, they get to come in, they get to watch the video at home. They get to be encouraged with a one page and have some questions to keep that conversation going because their lives don't happen in a vacuum. Character doesn't happen in a vacuum that we wanted to look at all these different areas of their life and go, okay, how can we be in a position to be able to speak to these different areas and to help them connect, because that's what we ultimately want. We want it to start in the classroom of athletics, but we want it to finish, right, at the house and with the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And so we don't just want to tell them that there can be that connection. We want to help start to make those connections. So go.
3: many layers to that
2: oh, yeah. character
3: onion.
0: Oh, so many and, layers. And that's what I'm going to kind of put you on the hot seat for this one. So there there are so many layers to this. You know, we can talk about being a good teammate, being responsible you know, going that extra mile outside of practice. There's a million things that I'm sure you've talked about. If you had to pick one thing that you're most passionate about teaching young athletes, what's that thing that you kind of come back to the most, do you think?
2: You know, I think if I only got to pick one, I think that I would land somewhere between integrity and humility. Um, And somewhere in between, if I got to choose one, I'll I'll go with the humility. Um, And the reason that I would go with that humility is because when there is a sense of you think of yourself in the the right way, it's not thinking less of yourself, C.S. Lewis, but thinking of yourself less, Um, that you put yourself in a situation where I say, hey, the best of me for the best of you, um, and that it requires so much. But to be humble, you've got to be confident. You can't be insecure Mm -hmm. and and humble at the same time. Um, You can't be selfish and humble at the same time. Um, if you are giving the best of me for the best of you, you have to tell. You have to be a truth teller. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to embody integrity. Um, you have to embody a sense of care of others or others centeredness. Uh, when you have that humility, it would dri- It'll drive you to sacrifice and to, uh, to work for goals that don't just uh, use your talents and exploit them for your own gain. Uh, but allows you to use your talents and abilities for the good of your team for the good of your community for the good of others so if if i had to pick one um, i think i would i would land on on that humility although i think there's obviously many that you could go with um, and and have great reason to but for me i think that humility uh, in that sense of as great as i am at whatever i do and as hard as i work at whatever i do i'm going to work even harder on that character. I'll tell kids that all Mm -hmm. the time. It's like, I'm not asking you to not be great. I want you to be the best. I want you to wanna win and I want you to win by 90. Like it's not your job to keep the other team from sucking. That's their job. Mm -hmm. Like you go win and you go win hard and you work at it. But as hard as you work at that, work even harder at your character because character has a way of amplifying the talent that you do have. That it makes, that it takes your talent further. But Mm -hmm. talent doesn't always amplify character. And, right, and and oftentimes it does it does the it opposite. opposite. Um, and so, so long as you invest more in the character than you do in the talent, um, then your talent won't outrun your character. Right, um, and so many of the issues that adults have, that we have as a culture, are because our character has outrun our talent. Mm-hmm. Um, our character has outrun, um, you know, our, excuse me, our talent has outrun our, our character, and uh, and that puts you in a bad spot. Um, and so I think that that sense of humility um keeps keeps a right order. Well, uh, you go back
1: you go if you go back to Wooden's quote about it revealing character, it does, but he doesn't mean it character can't continually be worked on oh, and, absolutely. and honed and sharpened and re, sometimes maybe even redefined if that's necessary. Well,
2: absolutely. It, it, it's it's very very much a it's very much a skill. Right? We call it a, I call it a no a no talent skill or a mm-hmm. zero talent skill. Your character Uh, that just like you have to work at the bench press and you work at throwing the ball and you work at catching and your handoffs and your transitions and all those things, those things don't just happen. Uh, You know, uh, LeBron is practicing today, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's the best, best there is. And he's practicing honing those skills. Well, the same thing is true for character. It's just a, it just doesn't require any talent to have that skill, right? But it's still a skill and it must be taught and it must be honed. And as things in the circumstances around you change then it requires a different a different response just like you know you have to make halftime adjustments yeah. you know, you've got to make adjustments in, in in your character and so that's why it's so important that it is taught and that it's talked about and that it's elevated um, above and beyond just this thing that we do right before the game or this thing that we mm. do when we're not very good at winning um, that it must be as important even more so than the passing and the catching and the running and the hitting yeah right what, and it's a, a
0: it's not a natural occur, it's not a naturally occurring trait necessarily like this does like you said it takes it takes work and it takes time because I know that for me if there weren't certain people in my life that poured into me and helped develop that character who knows where I'd be right now and so it is so important that we have people like yourself and like you know our coaches who are doing it every day with the same kids that that they are pouring this into them because naturally especially as teenagers we are prone to you know, screw up in every way that we can. Really,
2: uh, no doubt. You do. And even, even me, and that's that's the power of coaches, is is that they use athletics as a classroom. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a tool. It's a, a phenomenal classroom, one that transcends all boundaries. Uh, but ultimately, it's just a classroom, and so something will be taught in that classroom, um, and they'll either be taught um, these things that go beyond the game, and kids will be set up for the rest of their life, or they'll teach. Uh, that it's just about the game, and then as soon mm-hmm. as uh, that kid is no longer useful to them, then off they go, right? Um, but what you see again and again, the story over and over again. If you had coaches on, and you ask them why are you a coach, and they said because of my coach, right? Mm-hmm. Who is most influential person? My coach, because they go beyond the game and they teach them not just how to win in the sport, but they teach them how to win in life, and so you begin to find, you know, guys as they and, and gals as they begin to build their families then the the core values of their families are things that were honed and were built in the locker room. Uh, It's why it's such a a powerful Mm -hmm. place. And so, you know, one of the great great reasons I do what I do is just because I'm so thankful for coaches and I believe in in the power of the coach so much. I think it's the most important job in all the world. 100%.
1: We've heard our coaches say that a number of times Mm -hmm. at this table. I will tell you, I agree with you that, that athletics is a classroom. I think it's in some ways the ultimate classroom for stuff that we goes beyond classroom and and I think it's a unique classroom I think it's a laboratory. Yes. I think a, athletics is a great lab because kids get to practice developing character and making decisions and having to deal with and adversity control and failure yeah, for sure. Like that's
0: uh, that's one thing that like yeah. I love
1: things they can't control. Right.
0: And that's true with any type of game like with uh, my brother used to get so mad at me when my niece was like 5 because we'd play board games and I would beat her and she'd get so mad. And he's like she's like 5 Addison just like let her win and I was like no Everybody knows how to feel good about winning. You need to learn how to deal with feeling bad about losing. Like I, and I think it should start right away like I've already said like my kids I will I'll never let them beat me in something and I'm just going to let them figure it out and maybe that changes, you know. Right now my son is 2, so we're not really competing in much right now, but I'm like it's not a natural thing to be good at losing and, and learn how to deal with it and move forward. But I think that's one of those things that you can deal with this every day in athletics and just yeah.
2: learn, to, learn to deal with it. And it's a safe, it's a safe place to mm-hmm. learn to fail. Um, it's a safe place to experiment. And that's what, that's what a laboratory does. Like, hey, this is built so that you can pursue, get it wrong, learn, pursue yeah. some more. Right. That's what a laboratory is, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's what athletics does. And, and there's no better place... For a student to fail in in athletics, where they have a caring adult that is going to coach them up and pick them up, dust them off, and put them back in. But what's interesting is that if you ask students today, what's my number one fear? The number one fear of students today is a fear of failure. It's the fear that I get it wrong. I can't. Well, I'll let let them down. What does it mean about me? Um, And there is this great fear of failure. And Mm -hmm. so this laboratory is needed. Coaches are needed. uh, Because that fear of failure is not going away. Right. You know, that's,
0: that's something we've talked about in here. I asked some students, I just said, hey, um, because Coach, Coach Fleener brought it up, and he said kids are so terrified to trip in the hallway because somebody might video it and it goes viral, you know. And I said, how much does that play into the fact that students aren't talking as much in class and they're not as prone to just answer a question quickly? And I, and, and I said, dude, are y'all's classes all kind of quiet? And they're like, yeah, they're pretty quiet. And I said, do you think that's because people are afraid to be wrong and be embarrassed? And they were like, Absolutely. I said, what percentage of students, if you did a poll right now, do you think would say they're comfortable being themselves at school? And they were like, oh, that's a good question. Most of them landed somewhere around 30 to 40 percent. They said that's what they would guess. They said it's three out of every 10 kids I see. I think they're actually being themselves. The rest of them are kind of hiding and yeah. just trying not to
2: fail. Uh, choreographed. And, and yeah. anything, you know, in the digital world, you can edit everything mm-hmm. to make it right. You know, oh, don't, don't, don't worry about it. if you trip over your words. We'll, we'll just we'll edit that right out. Right. You can you can type a text. Or a response four five six times. You can take twenty selfies and post one. Right. Uh, that that you get to edit things. But there's a, there's you know right media. I uh, heard Andy Krauss talk about this. Media um, comes word that that you know it's like media. It creates a separation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the the better that you get at creating that separation and and creating that kind of digital self, right? Then the less you know your true physical self. And, and so when you have that separation, I can edit protect whatever. Then you start to like that person a little bit better than Mm -hmm. than the real person yeah step back
0: yeah I think it's a it's a huge thing that kids are dealing with and it's it's one of those we've talked I mean social media it has some good things but it also has a lot of a lot of drawbacks to it and that that view of perfect people I think is a huge drawback in thinking like oh they've got it figured out because all you see is their digital version and the truth is that nobody has everything all figured out right like well especially whenever you're teenagers everybody's figuring things out and and stumbling here and there. It's good to know that. But
2: you know, what, what I will say is, yeah, I think there, as a, as adults, one of the things that we can do is we can actually seek to try to understand and not just see, not just see the, oh, the comparison, oh, the that, but to go, well, ask the question, how do you use social media? I guess one of my most interesting, how, how are you using it, like functionally? And one of the answers that I get often is, well, we use it to communicate. So it's like, you know, so like older adults. We uh, rephrase that. Can I edit that? Can I edit that? There's some generation that might call. There's a generation that might text. And and hey, we okay. We have a phone call button. We have a text message button. That's what we use. He's talking about my generation, yeah. Coach. O. I guess you were
3: wondering about that. Well, I was as he was talking. I was just thinking, okay, well, what generation am I? Because I think I'm your generation, but then. My daughter and I we communicate uh-huh. a lot on Snapchat. Yeah,
2: that's right.
3: I'm like, Snapchat is supposed to be for pictures. Why are we texting?
2: But but that's <laughs> exactly it. that's what, what they use for everything. Is you'll, you'll text uh, text through Snapchat, or uh, they'll start a conversation on one platform and then it carries on yeah. to a different platform. And so in, in that sense, social media is not any different than a text message app or, or yeah. a phone call. And so as adults, let's not just see oh well because of social media you're this this and this now and these negatives let's let's give a genuine let's give a genuine understanding of okay how are you using this mm-hmm. in a way that is helpful and that is just n- your native way of communication in your digital world let's you know, let's reach out and understand that so that we're not just doing that thing. just pointing at the bad thing yeah right. it goes That's back
1: right. to defining i mean you have to define just like you got to define what character is in order to be able to build it and reinforce it right um, kids have got to be able to define what is a good way to use that tool. Right. What is, is the right way to communicate with this audience versus that audience? Um, and, and, and that's part of what coaches' responsibility is is to help them define those things. It's just it's more it's more important than defining your route that you're going to mm-hmm. run or what your job is on the press break. <laughs> uh, you're good.
0: This is our first podcast to ever recorded in front of a live audience. It is, yeah. Is I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, this is, is an audio visual class. Yes, right? it's done in the this back end of one of my AV classes. Pretty it's neat.
1: <laughs> we try to get those kids involved in, you
0: mm-hmm.
1: know, maybe, ne- maybe next time.
0: Um, real quick, I want to jump back to the humility thing because you said that was kind of, you know, the main one that you would pick um, if you had to pick one. Is that passion that you have for that because of an experience in your own life, a person? Um, because you know, people that that speak to athletes. Everybody might have a different answer for that question. I'm curious as to why you personally chose that.
2: that. I, I think the answer to that really comes back for me to my to my faith foundation, and and and, and to look at the life of Jesus. Even if you weren't a person of faith, um, to look at the life and then the message of Jesus, um, and and the the mission that he set out to accomplish, even just as a historical figure. If you ask, okay, the person of Jesus, he laid his mission out to be not to be served, but to serve mm-hmm. and to, to, to sacrifice or to give his life away for the good of others. Um, uh, there's, there's the, I, I don't know, I don't know how explicit I can be about, about faith, uh, yeah. but, but uh, you know, the, I mean, this is your personal yeah, you know, answer. Yeah, right. So, that's and funny. so, so, you know, to look at the Christ hymn in Philippians two, um, which says, you know, that, um, that just didn't consider equality with God something to be exploited for his right. own gain but instead he emptied himself and became a servant to all. Um, And so that sense of the best of me for the best of you, that sense of uh, let me be others centered, that sense of how can I sacrifice and find great joy in that sacrifice, knowing that as I am giving my best, I'm not holding on or gripping tight or exploiting that for my own gain, but instead I'm gonna deploy that for the good of others. and then to see how can we, how can we appropriate that mindset um, apart from a faith context, how do we appropriate that in, in other areas of life? And so you end up with you know, Robert Greenleaf in servant leadership, and you end up with this idea of you know, team before self, we before me, um, family, forget about me, I love you. Um, this sense of you'll never lose helping others win. Um, for me, that's all grounded in humility. Um, and I see I see Jesus as the ultimate example of that right. um, and then and then I've just found it true again and again and again in my life um, that the more that I serve other people the more that I give we shared this with the coaches this morning the more that we give the more that I have uh, not only to enjoy but the more I have to give mm-hmm. um, and 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 that's a that's like a, an upside down truth right like we think the more that i get the more that I have and i want to limit how much i Give, um, and that will give me more. Um, but it doesn't work like that. Uh, turns out that the more that you encourage other people, uh, the more encouraged you are, the more good you see in other people, and then the more you want to go and encourage them. Mm-hmm. So true. Uh, um, and so, um, so I think for me that is is really that that foundation, um, and, and I think that, that foundation, um, you know, is a pot is a applicable regardless of someone's faith context right and that's
0: whenever you were talking about humility that's what i thought of i thought of you know deny yourself pick up your cross and that's that backwards thing it's so true so many times whenever i'm reading about christ or reading things they said that there are so many of those things that are you know they're so true in our life that we think it works one way and it actually works the exact opposite way Mm -hmm. um but that's that's interesting I, i just wanted to get a kind of better view of that so as far as as You know sports or young people's lives or their family lives or or wherever um we want to stay positive on here but where are the areas that you kind of see the most need for improvement as far as applying that humility what are things that you kind of see kids doing that that you're saying hey if you took this you you know humble mindset it might help you in this area
2: yeah so i think one area that comes to mind we already mentioned it was just the the fear of failure Mm -hmm. um, and the the self-worth that is tied to that that i am worth more if i win and i'm worth less if i fail um i think that's one area um, another area i think is is that i don't know that kids have that i don't know that they know how to be proud of themselves uh, that they that they have the right boundaries to go like no like i've just done some really awesome stuff and it's okay to be proud of the fact that i've done awesome things that i've worked really hard at this sport i sacrificed all summer and now i'm crushing it this season. Like, that's something to be proud of. We made it through school in a COVID year, mm-hmm. you know, pandemic, right? Like, that's awesome. Like, be proud of that. And to know how to be proud, but not to be full of themselves. And so what often happens is they try to go the opposite way. And they have this false humility, where they uh, where they say, Oh, no, no, I'm not really that great. Oh, no, it's, it's not that big. And they, they, they play this false humility and then that leads them you know, in, down a path of, of lying to themselves and to mm-hmm. others, and, and, and that takes them down a, a, a negative space. So I think that's that's another way. Um, and, and then I think just the sense there's a lot of, there's a lot of look at me-ness, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of everybody has to have this digital resume and this social presence. A brand. A, a yeah. brand, and, um, and what, what's interesting is is everybody wants to emulate the brand that it's very, very unlikely that they could ever actually be like. Right. Um, again, I heard Andy Crouch give this example. Um, you look at, at uh, Princess Diana and Mother Teresa, and they both died in the same week, and they were both really the two most well-known women in the world at the time. Everybody wanted to be like Princess Diana, even though there could only be one princess. Right. Right? Um, they could never be like her, but everybody wanted that. And yet, Mother Teresa, what she did was spend her life giving it away in service of others. And anyone can do that. And I was like, I don't, I don't really know if I, you know, if I really want to do that. Right. And, and so, I think there's a lot of I want to be the brand that I can never be, and so I'm constantly striving, never achieving thinking that that's what I want and what I mm-hmm. just have to grind harder, work on, hard, and I'll get there. Um, when reality, probably the thing that they really want is actually found in a path that's very attainable, it's just not very easy. Right. And, and it's, it's a more humble and a less look at me and more, how can I be about you? And that's actually the path that will lead them to all of the things that they want. To right. be a better teammate, being successful in the field, being satisfied and fulfilled in life, having purpose, knowing who they are, finding the people that they belong with, that it's found in giving life away, um, but that's just really hard. Oh, it
0: is, and I, I love who you said. It. The way I put it with my students is, be a "you're here" kind of person, not an "I'm here" kind of person. When somebody walks in the room, be the kind of person that says, "Oh, hey, it's great to see you. You know how things going? Ask about them mm-hmm. instead of walk in the room and say, "Hey, everybody, I'm here. Look at me." Because I found in work, school, church, wherever, the people that focus the most on other people are the ones that people gravitate to the most. Right. So the people that desperately want that attention and that recognition end up getting less of it than they ever would if they just focused on others. But the expert
1: says it's okay to be proud of it who is. you are and what you're doing. It absolutely is. So I'm going to tell you, we're proud of what we're doing here, which is introducing somebody on this podcast that is super influential and special in our program. Um, we do that with our coaches every week. We do that with their kids. It's, it's um It's so great to hear another one of those positive voices, right? You've been with us since, well, actually the first, the very first lead we ever had student athlete leadership summit Mm -hmm. that we did, um, which we didn't get to do because of COVID, but we're bringing back, it's coming back back full force. Uh, You were our MC for that. You're you're set to do that again this year. So it's going to be awesome. We're going to be seeing Steven around more. He's going to be a guest on a future podcast here with us hopefully uh, this year, but uh, I'm proud that, that, we talked to character coaches last week. We are, we're doing our best, Coach O, our, our staff, our department, to surround our kids with people that can influence them in a positive way. And, and, and our coaches. And our coaches, yes. And so if the thing is, it all still, every bit of this character, character development, perspective, work ethic, it all comes back down to choice, it's all personal choice. So I think we've got to have people around kids that that encourage them and motivate them to choose the right path mm-hmm. at every divergence. Every time they have an opportunity to make a choice, we, we help them deter- define what that right choice mm-hmm. is. And Stephen absolutely does that. Two words does that. Stephen, I read I said that when you, set, you started this venture, you set out a goal for yourself to reach a million kids.
2: Mm-hmm. How, where it, are you on that? We're we're just over a half a million. Wow! Coaches and kids every week have access to to the curriculum, and so the goal is to get to a million, and then we'll then we'll set you know yeah. that's the first goal. Yeah. Uh, but but we're in our fifth year; we're about halfway there, and so we're we're working hard uh, every day to to find that next group of kids, you know, and and so what started you know what started with just you know, thinking, hey, we'll do. I really thought I'd do Texas 4A mm-hmm. schools that was going to be the target, you know, and then expanded up into 6A all the way down into six man and high schools and middle schools. This year, we launched out an elementary school curriculum. And so we're adding in elementary schools. And so uh, starting in in the PE and third and fourth and fifth grade. And I'm sure there'll be a day where we get down to the pre-K and the kindergarten first and second. Uh, But we want to uh, we want to continue to invest in, in the next generation.
3: Well, you know, speaking of goals. Um, you know, Steven and I had a conversation before we came up here and can you tell us how you became a goat farmer?
2: <laughs> uh I do love my goats. So, you know, as things are in COVID, you have a little bit more time mm-hmm. uh than you than you uh did beforehand or afterhand. And so we were there on the farm and on, on we have a few acres and little homestead and you know, like most, most things, uh, you know, my wife saw somebody on Instagram that had goats and they were really cute. And, uh, you know, normally, you know, you live in the city, you see somebody with a cute puppy and you get a puppy well, you live in the country, uh, you see a cute goat and you want to go get some goats. And so, uh, you know, she thought they were really cute. She envisioned, she's a photographer. So she envisioned photo shoots with the goats and, you know, people coming in, you know, Easter and all this stuff. And, um, And so I was like, okay, you know, and and then I started thinking, I was like, well, you know, I really want my kids to have that blue collar farm boy work ethic. And so I was like, okay, like they can, they can work and raise the goats. And so this is gonna be an opportunity for them to learn responsibility. And, you know, just the hard work of feeding them and caring for them and building the fence and, you know, all of that. And so I said, okay, I'm, I'm in. And so we got, we got two goats. And then uh, the next thing, you know, uh, we start thinking, well, maybe we we'll want to milk them, and we'll have goat milk, and you know, make some goat cheese, and this is gonna be a blast. like, but oh, we've got these little bitty goats, and it's gonna be, you know, 18 months or however long before they're ready to milk. So, you know, why don't we, why don't we get a goat that's already in milk? It's like, okay, well, let's do that, and then, you know, these things add up, and one turns to two, and two to four, and yeah. uh, you know, next thing you know, you have seven goats. And but you know what, the kids, they helped me build the fence for the pen. Uh, they feed them every day, take care of them we let them range around when it when the snow apocalypse hit uh, and it was zero degrees they were still bottle feeding and the kids said we can't go outside it's too cold. And I said, well imagine how the goats feel they're waiting for you yeah. and so you never see you never seen an eight-year-old work so fast Well he bundled <laughs> up and he was sprinting out there with that milk just bottle feeding the goats in the snow and you know he's network ethic so that's awesome uh, and but you know what they really are they're fun you, you don't think so.
3: No, I think that they're curious, and they get into too much, and they tear up too much. Well,
1: Coach Weaver, I know you have a goat. I do have a goat. Matter of fact, it's a Nigerian dwarf. I believe that yep. we share, share yep. you've got that. Share breed. That connection. Uh, what's, the, what's the name? What's the goat's name? Luke. Luke. Like, yeah. like Luke Skywalker? Well, yes, of course. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do have a goat. Among other uh, species yeah. of yeah. random animals hanging well, you, around. You have a pet. I exam. need to get my eight-year-old listeners podcast, by the way, uh, you know, I'm going to, I have to fast forward it to this part because he's that's not going to listen to my part. But the the part about going out and feeding and helping with the yeah. fence and all that stuff. Yep, uh, yeah.
2: that's it. That's it. Well, they. Uh, yep, that's that's one of uh, one of my sons. He's nine. That's one of his main chores every day. Um, now we did have chickens and ducks. Uh, but then we got a raccoon, oh, yeah. and then we mm. no longer had chickens or ducks. But we also no longer have a raccoon. So, <laughs> you know, uh, that's, that's the way these things. That's the way these things work. Chickens and ducks are a little bit more expendable mm-hmm. than than goats are. Yeah. It's did tough. you
3: did your chickens lay eggs?
2: They did. Huh? Happy
3: on, chickens, then. Uh,
2: did emphasis on did. They did. Yeah. 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 It's tough. Well, chickens are tough. Everything right. loves chicken. Every every <laughs> everything <laughs> loves chicken. That's a fact. When
0: I first heard you say goat farmer, I thought this was another title that you had for your two words job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that goat like, farmer. like Dirk
0: is the goat and you're like, I'm
2: just out here farming goats. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Hey. I that. Uh, that That's i I'll, I'll find a way to use that. There you go. But no, no, these are, these are my actual goats and, and they're, uh, they're, they're my, they're my nice little hobby. And so uh, there you go. Everybody's got to have a hobby. Everybody's got to have a hobby.
0: Particularly outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so. Before we before we let you go, we have a little a little game that we're gonna play here, and I'm gonna go around for all three of y'all, and you got to tell me what your favorite sports movie speech is, because uh, you motivate students through your words. We want to hear what the what y'all's favorite sports movie motivational speech is. Coach O looks confused, so we'll start on the opposite side of the table. Coach Weaver,
1: you didn't think I look confused? No. <laughs> we <We've> talked about <laughs> you, sports movies on here before. You misread me.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go last because I have soundbites uh, to help me.
1: I'm gonna I'm going to. Uh, make my wife really happy and and say i'm sure there was some speech that tom hanks gave in a league of their own because yeah. i'm going to go back to <laughs> the old days of the podcast there season is one. one when addison left a league of their own out and i had to hear about it at home and yeah. then we had the softball girls from the mm-hmm. state championship team come on we had to relive it again yeah um so yes very inspirational there is one. Movie. i
0: don't have the soundbite but there there is one okay so that's our, our guest what's your what's your favorite
2: i'm gonna, I'm gonna go super trendy right now and uh, i'm a big fan of ted lasso my wife okay. and i we watch we watch ted lasso and uh and i was just dying laughing in the in the episode where he get where he like misquotes alan iverson talk about practice talk about pra- and and like he does the whole out Al- alan iverson bit out of context <laughs> to what's happening but then also like talking about this super personal thing that he's dealing yeah. with and he's Processing his own emotions and issues uh, in front of the team through a uh, speech out of context yeah. in the middle of a game, uh, and and so I'm going to go with with Ted Lasso. There you go. Uh, and the Island I've got
0: to see this show. Uh, my friends keep telling me to watch it, and and I got to see it. But guys, I don't judge me. Okay. Literally, this is
3: the only thing that comes to <laughs> wow. my mind.
0: Rudy, Rudy,
3: Rudy, Rudy. Well, there is
0: a there's an actual. Uh, Sports motivational speech in Rudy, the one that him and his brother would memorize from the Notre Dame coach. They had the recording of it, and they would they would say it with them. Um, I don't remember the coach or the speech, which I probably should, but there's, yeah, Rudy, of course, is a classic. So I have a couple. So the first two, one of them is a little longer. It's a little slower, but the first one is from Remember the Titans, and... I was telling Coach Weaver, you know this is a good one because when people were watching the movie mm-hmm. and you hear him give the speech, you wanted to jump up and tackle the guy walking with his popcorn down the aisle. Like, it just, it, it makes you ready to go go hit somebody. Defense
4: on me! Okay, Petey, don't you
1: drift to the strong side. Coach, they're calling a holding penalty on me
0: every time. Did I
4: ask for your excuses? You want to act like a star? You better give me a star effort, do you hear me? Forget about him! Allen! You're in. Come on.
2: All right. Now, I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure that they remember forever the night they played the Titans.
1: Why?
0: All right, let's go out on that okay, field yeah, right there. One. Let's go. Uh, uh, that's
1: a good one. Don't you wish that... It, I know every coach wishes he could have background music yes. like that. Yes. That's <laughs> why you put that background yes. music in yeah. your recap every week. Oh, yeah. Because we all kind of so sit up and
0: listen. This is a film thing. We talk about this. <laughs> yeah. we don't, we've don't. we been watching movies our whole lives. There's a s- secret language in film that we all understand, but few of us speak. So filmmakers have to learn to speak it. and the music tells you how to feel about what you're hearing you play different music behind it it's totally different yeah. and this music has that dun 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 dun, oh, dun yeah. it just builds up until right at the, right at the perfect moment and will patton gives that that speech that's the actor and that gravel in his voice when he says you blitz all night just gets me going every time i love that one <laughs> funny uh, story
2: funny story about remember the titans so one of my mentors Kerry casey uh, was on the he was actually on the team that played the titans uh, in the championship game he said he loves the movie because in the movie, he said they only lost, you know, on the final play or whatever. He said, but in real life, he said, they beat us like 30 to nothing. (laughs) (laughs) He said, so I love the movie version a a lot, a lot better. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. And there's, there's one more. This is from Miracle and Kurt Russell. It's a lot more of a slow burn speech. He's real calm in this movie, but it, the, the words that he's saying are awesome, especially in the context of the fact that this is a true story and what was going on at the time.
4: GREAT MOMENTS
1: ARE BORN FROM GREAT OPPORTUNITY. AND THAT'S WHAT YOU HAVE HERE TONIGHT, BOYS.
4: THAT'S WHAT YOU'VE EARNED HERE TONIGHT.
2: ONE GAME. IF WE PLAYED THEM TEN TIMES, THEY MIGHT WIN NINE.
4: But not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can.
2: Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. You were born to be hockey players. Every one of you. And you were meant to be here tonight. This is your time. their time
4: is done. It's over.
1: I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time.
2: Now go out there and take it.
0: So like I said, that one a little bit of a slow burn, but that's a filmmaker using silence to their advantage instead of using music. And do, the music comes in. Don't you think every
1: little kid that sees that goes out in the backyard oh, with a yeah. broom <laughs> and uh, <the> whatever <laughs> and plays some? Oh. It, I've never seen a hockey game before.
0: I've never stepped. It makes blue me want to And I've won, I, like I want.
1: I, I almost makes me think maybe I was born to. Yeah, play. maybe I did. I miss my day. calling. I miss
0: <laughs> but I love I love that speech for sure from <laughs> Miracle <laughs> and. Um, there's there's only one more that I would like to play. That's about 20 seconds, nine seconds long, from my favorite sports movie.
2: I'm ready to go in, Coach. Just give me a chance. <laughs> I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just gotta stay in a positive frame of mind.
0: That is some it great. Sounds
2: like the cable guy. It sounds
0: like Ace Ventura. It, that's Ace to Ventura me. in oh. <laughs> the mental the mental yeah. hospital. So that's some great <laughs> some great motivation from Ace Ventura right yeah. there but uh um, i mean
1: you know if you count the miami dolphins that's a great sports movie it too. is
0: oh yeah right? is. i Dan count Marino. i'll count it Dan yeah, Marino i'll then.
1: count
0: it um so you may have to start incorporating some background music in your live speeches i know you probably yeah
2: that's good now listen to the miracle speech I, I in my mind's eye i'm picturing the sun rising yeah on on the good old us of a and the sunset right. <laughs> and the you know yeah. the darkness of the soviets going down <laughs> yeah. and the, the light of the usa yeah. coming up and i'm just like, another
1: no. great Facet of sports. Yes. yes.
2: That's it. Yes. That's it. Well, it does sports in a very real way. It transcends every boundary, mm-hmm. every cultural boundary, every demographic It transcends that boundary um, and, it, and it allows folks to come in from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of hurts, hang ups, all of these things, and come together for a common goal and gain so much more than just the goal. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so powerful. For so, sure. For sure.
0: Well, that is all the time that we have for today. Thank good you good way for to wrap on. it up. We appreciate it.
3: Well, what about our water?
0: Oh, no, that's yeah. not it. I always try to jump the gun. Our yeah, water I know.
3: Co- well, So, real quick, we, uh, we did not have a winner last week for our uh, water question trivia, oh. which means that this week what the prizes the are double. It was um, what three character coaches were highlighted in the podcast. Oh, they, they So, no listening. one got that one. Yeah,
1: You're getting that one, Steve. I'm not getting so, that one.
3: Yeah, so we'll just double it for this week. Um, this is going to be a good one. What is a zero talent skill?
1: There you go.
0: Great. Zero talent skill. you got to listen to the podcast to know that. Send your answer to one two six podcast at fornyisd.net. That's the word one, number two, word podcast. Or word six, I mean, sorry. Yeah. Well, obviously the word podcast. But anyway, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad to do it. Thank Good you. Good stuff, Steven. We appreciate you coming out yes. here and everything great, that you're doing. Great, great stuff. And till next time, we will see y'all. Have a great week.